Sporty Show. Welcome to the Sporty Show. Hey, it's me, Chuck Banner, and friends. Um, the friend that I have with me today is Al. Hey, I have the never nudes, and we're waiting for our guest to call in. That's if 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 the guru decides to make an appearance. I am still questionable on it. Yeah. So can we just jump into this because I want to get this yeah straightened out so all right you take them at two one <laughs> okay so i don't care to our listeners nope, nope they got to figure it out oh, oh no 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 <laughs> so we're talking um about tight ends right now and apparently their value in a startup draft which means nothing to the people who would be listening to this because it's all about pretty much the dynasty league and i'm, I'm guessing some of the loe like players listen to it Maybe more when we get into the season, because I'm I'm hoping to have one of these weekly when we start the season. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. It's well, I'm saying if there's a startup, what do you value a top three tight end salary wise? Like, would you pay thirty bucks, thirty five? Are they worth forty in the in the the current three hundred dollar budget thing? No, they're not. So what? Third, you're maxing at thirty. Me, I'm. My strategy is not to to pay a lot my strategy is like i traded two third round picks for hunter henry yeah so my point is that's taking, my strategy taking hawkinson at 2-1 you're starting yourself at a 15 dollars salary so you are by the time he's in you know has to be he's practice squad ineligible it'd, it'd be, be 21 dollars. 21 bucks so you have he has three seasons to prove himself. Yeah, but to be worth big time minimum top five tight end. Um, you also forget that the this is uh twenty nineteen and our CBA or whatever it is, yeah, collective bargaining agreement for the rules ends after this year. So we have a new rule vote, in which case I think I think it's gonna pass pretty much unanimously but i think we're going to a 400 hundred dollar budget yeah i'm fine with that oh well like I, i'm pushing for that i would you know i think that's how it should be but in which case the 21 dollar so, salary so, looks a lot better but i'm still saying you are very confident then that he's gonna be top five at his position and not like oh he ended up being the fifth because everyone else scored less points it's like He's good and scored a lot of points. Oh no, I think I think TJ Hawkinson is gonna be a freak. But I I I don't know. I question that. Like I took a tight end early it second all, last year. It all depends on what's I available at two one. So. Well, yeah, it's because you took Mike Kosicki, a guy who can't block or catch. Well, I don't need him to block, I need him to catch. I thought he could, but apparently not. It doesn't help that they switch coaches and stuff too. My my, I'm holding out hope he gets traded the next week, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, either way, your best bet was he got traded to Arizona Ooh. when when they I traded just, for. I was just Rosen. thinking if they um, if he got traded to the Bears, I'd have to keep him then. Yeah, they're, they're tight end either. Well, no, they're tight. They got they're, Trey Burton. Well, yeah, but he's, like, injured and whatever the fuck, and they still need a second one, like, if Shaheen's going to be any good. They got or... Shaheen. Yeah, they got the Shaheen machine. He is a giant person, so. 
Yeah, that's all you need from a tight end is just giant peoples. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I it's it's the same as when Ryan took Njoku a couple years ago at twelve. He's at a. It's not the same. Okay, but he he thought fantasy wise that he was getting the next Greg Olson, which if. Hawkinson turns out to be the next Greg Olson, you'd be happy. Like, so you yeah. guys are having generally the same assessment of the players and their turnout. We're not though, because Njoku was a project when he was drafted. But I would still say And Ryan knew he was overdrafting him because he wanted him. Well, he was planning on practice squatting him for several years. Which I totally understand, but I'm just saying he's $19 this year. I believe it's his last year eligible for the practice squad. It's gonna be 21 bucks next year, so I think he's on the same scale as what you were doing, anyways, with with this pick. So it's, I guess it's your con- like it's literally your assessment of how good you think he's gonna be. And I think he's, he's gonna be much better than Njoku. Yeah. But it's not as if he set the bar super high with that or anything. But like, he can even be not a bust, but not worth his contract. Is my I guess the the thing I'm trying. I think to get T.J. Hawkinson in his position in Detroit currently could, by the year's end, be the number two or three passing target on the team. Um, who are you saying's one and two? Kenny Galladay's one, and then Marvin Jones. Okay, should be probably two. And but I mean, Carry uh, uh, on Johnson's definitely going to be up there for catches too. I mean, like considering they're supposedly saying he's going to be like a three down back that's never going to lead the field. Yeah, no, I would imagine. And then since they did trade or release, I mean, um. Theoretic, that kind of like opened up the floodgate for him to stand the field more. Which I didn't understand that move. Oh, uh, it, it was uh, it was a cap saving move. They were able to save like a bunch of money. Well, yeah, you can do that for a bunch of people, but the fact that he had like a defined role for his team. Yeah, but they also re-signed Zach Zenner, who they like more apparently, and he's younger, and he can do more than. Well, no, it's just especially because if Matt Patricia's doing this New England-style offense stuff, like New England has valued the pass-catching running backs this entire run with Brady. Yeah, but they have that with Carrion Johnson, too. And if Carrion Johnson can stay well, no, on the field. I'm, I'm saying the more, the more like, because they'll have their lead back. Because even, like, I guess whether it's now with Sony Michelle or, like, way back in the day with, like, someone like Corey Dillon – that would be, or even like Legarrette Blunt's big year, a couple, you know, three, four years ago. That's the carry on Johnson role where it's the lead back where you kind of go through everything. But every year there's always been the pass catching guy. James White <clears throat> was a top 12 running back fantasy wise last year doing that. Um, Kevin Falk did it for what, the first 10 years? Like during the Corey, you know, Corey Dillon's run. He was the the pass catcher. Who the hell? Shane Vereen was in the middle there. I think there's another guy or two. But, like, they've always 
done something. You know, there's always been value to that pass catcher running back, and I just think the fact that Theo Riddick was one of the most, I don't know, perfectly fit for that role, that I'm just kind of surprised that they got rid of him. Well, we were looking at your team, and uh, I think your team's kind of garbage. I would agree with that assessment. Well, the truth will tell. I think I'll contend for the year. Not necessarily for a championship, but I think I'll be a decent enough team to skip people weekly. So, if you're not like, if you're not going for a championship, shouldn't you be trying to like blow it up and like? get as many values for, like, the, the next coming draft and shit? I, that's what I did last year. I blew it up this past off season. We're in total rebuild. And I like to try and contend and rebuild at the same time. And as long as you get in the playoffs, if you can make the playoffs, I can make the Right out. Well, yeah, it's – I guess it's – do you think you're a favorite or, like, I don't know. What, what are you – the no, percent no, chance no. you're making the playoffs? I would say I'm the stick. Team out of time. So, okay. what do you want for Robert Woods? For Robert Woods, listen, you guys, everyone wants like people think I'm in rebuild build, so they just want to offer me chump change for for what I think are really good people. No one wanted to touch Robert Woods. Everyone thought it was a joke when I had him. I still and he blossomed. And you know, I I feel like I got some other guys. I'm going to add some pieces in free agency. I think by the time the season starts, you're going to look at my good luck. Well, I mean, you, I, I don't know. I feel like you, you have a glaring weakness at running back, to be honest. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Marlon Mack, though. That's, like. I don't think he's, he has a weakness at running back. He just doesn't have a strength at running back. Uh, I think Carson's probably his best guy. And, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't think Carson's bad, but if he's your best running back, I think then you're kind of coming in a, a problem. is when Kareem Hunt's first game is back, right? Yep. So... Yep. I think so. I think... Oh, I think week nine. He's out for the first eight weeks in their bye. Yeah, but they got a bye week. Yeah, so... You're gonna have to essentially be at very, very worst four and five for Kareem Hunt to have any really impact for your team this season, right? Like... <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I could agree with that. But, like, if you're looking at my roster as is today... Well, yeah, but you're obviously setting yourself up for free agency, and I would have to assume, given you only have one quarterback, that you're going to be going hard after Rodgers and presumably Andrew Luck when Ryan eventually drops him. Um, It all depends on the price points. You know, I'm not going to do what I've done in years past unless, you know, it's overpaid. 
I'm not going to do it. Like, if, if only me and Tom really could push it past 40 bucks, and if Tom pushes it hard up in the 60 or 70, I'll probably just dump it. I'll just dump it. Um, if he pushes it up, I don't think he will. I don't think he's a big Rogers fan at all. And I don't think he wants to take the chance to get stuck with the high uh, payroll of having him. Um, I don't think, when you hear Aaron Rodgers, I don't think Aaron Rodgers of the past. I think Aaron Rodgers as a top 12 guy, not a top three guy. He's just falling off. Like, he, he really has. If you look at his body of work the last, like, three seasons even. is the injuries. Stuff, but he's falling off big time. Well, it's because he's losing, like, he's he's missing big parts of the season. Why yeah, would... well, yeah. He's hurt every year, and then last year, Rodgers killed me. If Rodgers does, like, a Rodgers, like, it, it does it average. You know, I'm probably a fucking king. I so, lost so many games by minimal points, and literally it was Rodgers giving me 10 points. Rodgers giving me 12 points. So, earlier in the show, we were uh, talking about tight ends, and you have Evan Ingram, uh, who is only $11. Uh, he's a great value. I actually think he's uh, like he's a year ahead of where I think TJ Hawkinson will be. Like I think they they are have similar um, career arcs. career paths in the beginning of their career because uh, you know they're both going to be going to a a run heavy team and. Neither offense has any like uh, superstar think, wide receivers. No. Maybe maybe Kenny Galladay would be the best in, in in all of them. By far, he is by far, and that's not saying much because he's had like some flashes of some good games, but he hasn't. He's been very inconsistent. Yeah, I but agree with that. That's actually I'm, the reason why I've gotten rid of him in every one of my fantasy leagues. Yeah, I I honestly think, but see the the thing that Hodge Hodge. Uh, whatever, fucking Detroit tight end. Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson. The difference between him and Ingram is he's not falling for, like, the last pick in, like, the third round. You know, that's where I got Ingram with, like, second to last pick or something like that. And, uh, Hoskins, you're going to have to pay a lot more. No, I agree with that. You're gonna, you're, he's going to be in the top half of the draft as opposed to the bottom half of the draft. But... <laughs> I think a lot of shifting is going to be happening by the time the draft. Like, I mean, if you already looked, like, and not to, like, I know I love Devin Singletary, but if you look at like, everyone's rankings, he was, like, a top 16 guy. Now he's, like, up to top 12. But I started the season, he's probably getting the 10 guy. And if Shady McCoy gets cut, he's probably a top five guy. Well, that's assuming he takes a starting role. I, I don't necessarily think he's just going to be thrust into the starting role, personally. Oh. Um, I don't, I don't know if they'll do, they'll do that, but I think he's going to get, you know, I see him with over 200 total touches. Are you talking Singletary here? Yeah, I, I think okay. I think TJ Yeldon is going to be used a lot more than than he's giving credit for. There's a reason why they signed him. If McCoy doesn't get cut, Yeldon's been playing in the fourth quarter of the preseason with bombs. He's had two fumbles. He's had a few drop passes. He's looked terrible. So, where do you think he should get drafted, and where do you think he will get drafted? Who, Singletary? Yeah. Um, like, if we're doing the draft today, I think he's a top 12 guy in our league. Uh, I'd have to see, because 
don't know. I think Nikhil Harry's falling a little bit soon. Um, I think he's going to slip a lot to the back end of the first round, and some guys are going to come up, especially with the Josh Gordon news and all the injury stuff he's had. I mean, he's just such a risk to have. Like, for whether they're saying top three guys to be picked, I mean, I couldn't imagine, I don't know if you guys, but I wouldn't be rolling the dice on him at all, anywhere near where you would have to pay him. Um, so I think that's going to push up the area a little bit. Um, honestly, I think if Todd Gurley is looking really healthy and stuff, by the time our draft is to push Henderson back. Um, I personally think Henderson is an overdraft. I think he's going to be the most overdraft player in 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 our draft and in probably the majority of rookie drafts. I I think he's going to be like John Kelly, where he's like he's not even going to be the guy. Like in my opinion, I think it's Malcolm Brown. I th- I think he I think Malcolm would, Brown's back. I think value wise, Henderson is going to be better than Hawkinson. Um, I think Henderson. I don't at all. If we draft this week, I mean. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell, dude. It's hard to tell what like Jake's thinking with Todd Gurley. I forget what Jake has. I um, think Henderson goes in the first round of our draft, and yeah. and I don't think Hawkinson is going to go in the first round of our draft. And I think that's going to be I, a mistake. I would take yeah. I would take Hawkinson over him as of right now, just because. Honestly, I know there's a lot of worry about Gurley and stuff like that, but it's like dude, Gurley's going to dominate everything. It, at best, Henderson at best is a poor man's Tariq Cohen, maybe, if, if Gurley's actually playing and stuff. I mean, and I just don't see it happen. I really don't. I don't see I it happening either. I paying them 20-plus dollars to sit on their bench. I mean, it's just that's a lot of money to pay a guy that has a, what would you give it, 15 20% chance of being like, Ace, like a legit dud. I don't think he gets a chance for like three or four years. Well, wouldn't okay if he's if he's in the tree Cohen role? Wouldn't you say that when the in you know the inevitable injury occurs to the starter? That why would you say Darryl, it's inevitable? I mean, like it's a it's Todd Gurley's been get, the best football player in the world. No, 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 I'm just saying. When, and, and you're saying, well, it's inevitable that Todd Gurley, the best football player in the world, is going to just get injured because right. he had no, one no, no. fucking I'm not saying, injury. I'm saying for any, I don't know. I think you're a any, truther, and you're going to take him at 1-8, and I'm going to laugh in your face because you're the guy who also took Derrick Henry number two and took Corey Davis number one. Fucking bombs. Is a bomb. Put a little bit of an overdraft on his part, but it wasn't like Derrick Henry was just some bomb. Oh yeah, he he has been a bum in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he he has been a bum. He has been a bum. I would say it's above average bum. Like he's been, you could start him certain weeks and stuff like that. I mean, more than likely, if you had the balls to start him to the playoffs, you you more than likely won. I don't know if you did or not. But are you getting to the playoffs with him on your team? Well, no. Okay. Before we get to this Derrick Henry thing. I'm just saying if whenever the starting running back for the given team is injured for a game, a couple games, whatever, that just from their physical stature, Daryl Henderson has a better capability to be more of a feature guy than Tree Cohen, given that yeah, they would be no, I, essentially I filling the same that. roles for their team. I agree with that, but like, let's say this. If, like, if we were doing a dynasty redraft right now, we were doing a dynasty redraft, 
there's no way Henderson's getting drafted in front of Cohen. There's no way. No, oh, yeah. no, I'd be, no way I'd, I'd be fine with that and everything. And I understand that you got Cohen in, I believe, the third round. But if we redrafted or re-ranked that draft, he's easily in the, the first half of the draft, possibly even sneaking into the end of the first round. I'd have to look at to see exactly who was drafted that year. But I would definitely bet off the top of my head that he's a top 15 player from that draft. So it's essentially the same range as what Henderson is being talked about being drafted to. It's just a matter of if you think he's that good or not. Um, no, I don't. I don't think he's worth it. If if, if people are, I don't think he's good enough to be worth it. Honestly, worth the like he's just gonna sit there. He's gonna sit on your bench. You know what I mean? Like it's, well, yeah, I mean, but with with teams round. with multiple top ten running backs, and you don't need them right away, and you can be patient. Yeah. Well, yeah, but wouldn't you be better off just trading one eight for a running back that can play now? Like, but if, I'm, if you needed a running back, yes. But if you didn't need a running back, wouldn't well then wouldn't it make more sense to just use one eight to draft a player you could use now, like DK Metcalf? Like if I had your team, L, I would probably be packaging and cutting payroll to offer Mark a deal to get Lovebell because Lovebell gets paid a lot. He's older. He's you know, a lot of people are sleeping on him. Would you start Love Bell over James Conner or Nick Chubb? Uh, definitely over James Conner, 100%. Um, probably over James Conner for sure. I'm huge on Nick Chubb, and I think Nick Chubb... Yeah, I would rather start Nick Chubb. ...getting under-drafted in all redraft leagues. But then Nick also, Chubb. the cost of what it would take as far as trading assets to get Le'Veon Bell in addition to cutting the salary to be able to afford them, is that better, best for my team or staying put with what I have? Where it's, if, even if he is a top three running back, like if he is better than James Conner, like he's getting what? Another point, point and a half more than James Conner. Like it's not as if. Unpopular opinion. James Conner is going to be an afterthought after midway through the season. What makes you say that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna be. I don't think they're gonna be able to bounce back like they've been able to year after year. I mean, Big Ben's older. They don't have the like one of the best wide receivers in the league on their team anymore. So now Juju has to be that, and if he's not, then they're fucked. I understand that, and I would say that James Conner could get hurt just as much probability of him getting hurt as any other running back in the league. But outside of that, strictly off of performance, uh, I guess, issues or whatever, I don't. I think it's very unlikely for James Conner to just not like be good. I'm likely to wrong. James Conner almost led me to an undefeated season at a championship. Now, he didn't help me in the championship or the playoff game because he faded. Yeah, he, he was hurt the last couple of weeks of the year or whatever, but I just think that given, obviously Le'Veon Bell was incredible under the, when he's on the Steelers and all that, but all those games that he missed, whether from suspension or injury, it was typically always D'Angelo Williams was the backup, but all those weeks... I swear to God, every single time he was getting 18 to 20 points or whatever in a non-PPR league. So, like, 
It's set up for him, and the fact that James Conner did a full season or close to a full season because he missed a few games at the end to improve he's actually like good enough to do that, that I think it would be tough for them to just say, you know, you're not good enough, we're going to go to a committee or whatever. Like, I know I read some stuff where like Jalen Samuels is going to be used in a bunch of different ways, and they drafted uh, you know, kind of a bigger back in I think like the fourth or fifth round this Bunny year. Snow. But I would find it hard to believe for them not to kind of continue off of what they're going last year. So I would say he would get at least, like I think his floor is 80% of what he did last year, barring some major injury or something. Listen, I like James Conner. I think James Conner is getting drafted in like redraft like where he should be. I think he, I'm James Conner, I think he's a solid player. I just, the Steelers offensive line took a big hit. Watson got they're, you lose Antonio Brown, it's not make it better after the, when they lost Calvin. I mean, it's just, it's hard. When you lose that kind of caliber flavor, that being said, though, was Antonio Brown such a cancer, that team could come out fire. Yeah, obviously losing Antonio Brown's going to be big, but of any team to replace... You're not going to get the the caliber of player with Antonio Brown, but they seem to just find receivers. Yeah, they seem to be able to be really good at drafting wide receivers. And the fact that there's somewhat of an establishment for Juju, I get that he's there's going like to the number one, one role rather than getting single covered all the time, being the number two guy. That's the thing. And if it's, he if he can't beat that, but he's at least he's either going to be a effective or if they're double teaming him he's still taking enough t- attention away to open up his role to another person like he can be shitty but if he's shitty because he's getting all this attention and he just can't beat the double team or whatever it's kind of fine in a sense because you're taking two players like it's he's one player taking the attention of two which would open i don't up think for pittsburgh i don't think pittsburgh is going to be all that good I think they're going to take a step back from tradition what they've done, but I don't think they're going to like be bad. They got to go. They got to play game against two teams that have great defense. Like Cleveland has a really good fucking defense, and fucking Baltimore has an eight. And Cincinnati's defense is eight, which that should be games for them. I mean, they're not they're not horrible for the offense. Their offense is going to be so bad that their defense is going to be so tired by the end of the game. Exactly. That it's it's just if James Conn is going to go have fucking what he's going to have net. Um, that division. I mean, with Cleveland where they're at, that division is fucking tough. The logic is really fucking tough. And uh, to further where we cut off all uh, topics seven single period where, where will he get drafted and where do I he should get drafted uh, I honestly think I for me taking wide receivers don't get me wrong you do get Michael Thomas every now now and then that cops I, I feel like it's really foolish let someone else roll the dice on a wide receiver they just typically don't pan out and you're paying them way too much so I think, honestly, my opinion, I think even though we're in a two-quarterback league, I think he should be a top-eight pick. Where will he go? Mm, maybe I don't see him falling past number 12 unless an injury or something happens from now to then. But 
Um, he'll definitely be a top pick. Where do I think he should go? Probably in the top eight. Um, if McCoy gets cut, he should be probably a top five. I think he uh, he definitely might be a top eight. So, pick. what do you think about uh, Jarrett Stidham? Who? Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham. Quarterback for the New England Patriots. Oh, uh, I don't even. I'm ready to spend it another two years. As long as that guy doesn't break, he ain't giving up those starting jobs. And- Jimmy G's are so rare in this fucking in the NFL where you just got like a backup that comes out of nowhere. And it's not out of nowhere, but it's like awesome. Um, to think about like out of all the years the Patriots have been a franchise with Brady there, how many good quarterbacks have come from behind Jimmy Garoppolo? And you're talking like 20 years. Well, Jacoby Brissett. My question is, fantasy value. If you think. Like, whether it's Jared Stidham or, you know, just player X, this is the heir apparent to Tom Brady who will be the, you know, will take over within the next, which would be over the next few years. And where in this draft would, like, where's too early? Yeah, yeah, where's too early to take the heir heir apparent to Tom Brady? The last pick of the third round. To be able to practice squad get, a quarterback? No, I'm not good. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't. Like, if I was in your situation, I had Arnold, Lamar Jackson, stuff like that. Yeah, you're probably going to pop one in there and just wait and be in the time trade one or something. Because I figured that you, given your situation, you'll, your only starter is Jameis Winston. If he's there at 2-6, you would... For sure, scoop him up. Throw him in the practice squad. You're not paying him any money this year. He's your fourth guy, and then you can use your free agency money to, um, you know, to get a starter, and then and then your third guy. Assuming no, that way too much value at two six to take him. There's way too much value. Way too much value. Um, I mean, honestly, at two six with the way I'm looking at things going, lock from fucking. Locke could fall from Denver to that spot, honestly. I don't know if he gets um, out of the first round. I don't think it, I. I think anyone that takes him in the first round is very foolish. Well, very I foolish. think that most everyone would say that there's a consensus top six where it's the three quarterbacks and the top three running backs. I think, and I think that's a mistake, dude. I think Kyle Murray is the only guy worth taking in there because of his running ability. I don't, I honestly think, and especially, what, like, that team is so bad. So you don't so think that, that Daniel Jones is going to be starting in the NFL by the end of the year, and you don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to be starting in the NFL by the end of the year? Personally, if I had one of your guys' picks, no. I, I think the talent between both of those guys is not great. Jones looks like he could be really good. He's just such a risk, and you have to pay so much money, and it fills a roster spot. That the only way, like, after Kaiser burned me, when I thought, oh, this guy's going to be, like, look at, like, looking in the preseason, looking at everything, and the guy looked like a fucking world beater. Honestly, I would rather, like, break up the New England quarterback thing. I would rather put Kaiser or pick him up in free agency for a buck and sit on him for a couple of years and hope he turns out. So, he was only 22 years old. Um, still, still only 22. Well, and I just stuff. think that 
because all right, you took two quarterbacks that year. I understand you could be gun shy after you, for some reason, took Deshaun Kaiser. I believe eighth overall. But if if the average turnout is what happened with Trubisky, I don't think that's too much money to be paying right right now. When the average quarterback salary of the quarterbacks that are being kept this year is right at thirty bucks, I think it's either just at or a little bit over thirty dollars. So you're getting any first round quarterback, you're going to get at least what four four years of below average salary. So I don't know. I just. I just feel like most years, quarterbacks look to the second round. A lot do. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Mahomes, I took at nine. I think Jameis Winston even fell to the second round. I know. I believe you guys said Winston and Mariota both were in the second. Um, My first year, Wentz, Dak, and Paxton Lynch all went in the first round. Uh, The following year was uh, you took... Trubisky is the first quarterback at six, Kaiser at eight, I took Mahomes at nine, and Deshaun Watson fell to 13. But I get that I got him in the second round, but I I also thought that um, Mahomes and Watson would both go in the top eight. And I I was expecting I was going to have to settle for Kaiser at nine. And I, like, by the time of the draft, I talked myself into it. And then when you took him and Zay Jones, I'm like, sweet, I'll totally take the guys that I... Wanted instead, so. Yep. I mean, it, it's just a year by year cases, dude. And if you notice, it's almost like, like you were saying, it's like every year. It's like this year of Jones and the Washington guy and Murray <laughs> all go in the first, and they don't produce. Well, next year people are going to be gun shy, and next year is honestly like, I mean. <laughs> I'll just say it now. I would like to load up on second-round picks next year because if I was going to take rookie quarterbacks next year, because next year is going to be so loaded at running back and wide receiver, it's going to be like last year's draft. Yeah. It's just so fucking loaded with position players that quarterbacks are going to get pushed out into the well, later I, round. I just always thought that the way this league is set up, if you get if you draft a quarterback in the rookie draft, it doesn't matter how good they are. If they are a starting quarterback in the NFL, it is not a bad pick. If they can yeah, hold, no. if they can hold a job, like if you get Alex Smith for his whole career, like, and you took him number one overall on that pay scale, he's worth the first eight years at least, seven years probably, to where you're going to be paying him forty bucks or less for the first, I believe, seven years. Yeah, but for me, like. For me, I would rather rather than spend a first round pick on a quarterback this year. If I need a quarterback, I would flip a couple bucks and get Flacco. I think Flacco will be decent. Yeah, you're you. There's always going to be those bottom of the barrel free agent quarterbacks who, in many cases, are just the bridge guy for the you know first round quarterback that was just drafted, whether it's Flacco or Eli or whoever. But Another guy that I'd rather have on my bench for the year because I, he's going to end up being the starter because I was very wrong about Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Tannehill, but even if you get Tannehill for cheap, he can win the starting job. I don't think he's going to be a difference maker for your fantasy team. But I'm just saying once these bigger price guys who 
had these really bloated contracts because of the initial Well, how long do you think it's going to take before guys don't, before there aren't bloated contracts? I think with free agency, there's always going to be at least a handful of guys. Well, yeah, but the the more and more we go on, is it's like every year it's going to get tougher for people to cut decisions. Like, I don't care what you say, Al. Like, you have tough decisions to make with your team this year of like, fuck. Oh yeah, I have a couple of things I got to figure out, which I'm fine with. But it's not <laughs> like I'm giving up top ten, ten like top ten of their position. It's... Oh, right, if people don't bail you out with trade, like you're dropping good players, and that's all there is to it. Like you're dropping oh, them, but like decent players with upside. You yeah. know what I mean? But at the same time, Sean, yeah. with the with the bailing out comment, though, it's like. Yeah, we you you could look at it as we're bailing him out, but we could also look at it as the person making the trade is they don't have the money to go after this person on the open market. They have yeah. to make the trade if they want to get. Yeah, that you're. Guy. I've I've always thought that if I have to give up a quality player, that I think I can at least get something for him because the person who's trading for him is locking themselves in with the assurance of I'm getting this guy at this contract. Because whoever I trade, they're going to be on a low contract, most likely like $10 or whatever. However it turns out, like... But my whole point is with the quarterbacks, the only way you're going to be if... I guess it's with every quarterback taking over a new job in the the NFL, there's going to be less and less that are available as free agents. They're most likely going to be players yeah. who are drafted in the NFL and drafted in the rookie draft. Right. Well, I mean, we're eventually going to get, like, right now the decent free agents, you know, the next couple of years, but every year the free agency pool gets lighter and lighter. Yeah, and so lighter. my point is the value of drafting a quarterback is if you draft, like, if you draft them in the rookie draft, if they're a starter in the NFL – they're going to be a, a quality contract for minimum five years. So once, at some point, I think there'll eventually be at least twenty-five to thirty quarterbacks who were drafted in the NFL in like the fantasy rookie draft. So they're all going to be like forty to fifty dollars, ma- like completely maxed out. Right. No, I I get what. No, I totally get what you're saying. I just think it's such a deep position. You can always pick up someone on the fly. Like, dude, like, all right, remove Patrick Mahomes, all right, from the equation. We're not going to count Patrick Mahomes out of the equation. But the difference from someone like um, Deshaun Watson to, like, Jameis Winston, and you're talking probably, like, the third or fourth quarterback, like, the sixth quarterback, points per game-wise, you're talking a very minimal point differential. It's still probably and, around three or four. Dude, you're talking, like, what, maybe, let's say, if we look at it, if we look at the average, like, career average, I bet you Winston's right there with him. I got If you look at the career average, I bet you Winston's right there with him. I'm not looking it up. Uh, all right. And, no, I I get what you're saying. It it's could, not. It is because it's it is going to be like right there at like two or three. Because I've looked it up before yeah. to because yeah, I was interested. Right as to where if you take Kareem Hunt's points per game, and we'll even say Tariq Cohen, <coughs> Tariq Cohen's points per game, the number fifteen guy, 
it's a drastic fall off, like a massive fall off per game. Yeah, which I've always thought that the two most valuable positions in this setup is quarterback and running back. And in a, in a typical draft, quarterbacks and running backs should dominate the first round. Because I think that they're the only ones who are going to be worth the salaries attached to those picks. But, like, my thing is, is the quarterback position, is it not, it's not based on the fact that um, you can get guys that just drastically outperform other guys. It's based on more that someone can have four quarterbacks and I have two quarterbacks and one gets injured. Or I have three quarterbacks, two get injured. Yeah. I, I would also agree with that where, you know, there's 32 starting quarterbacks and this is a 10-team league. We're starting to, if everyone has two starters and a backup, two teams are going to have a fourth quarterback as their starter. So just solely, like, with every with every team that gets four starting quarterbacks on their team, that screws over one other team. So just the supply and demand of it all increases... And just the lack of a you know ability to replace those because you could theoretically have you know one solid running back and you just throw big fab dollars every week at whoever's the starter, you know the what the handcuff to whoever just got hurt, something like that where this guy's gonna have a good a good role this week and potentially do that, but you can't do that for a quarterback because. There's only so many. Well, you're not going to be able to do that plan potentially if we change in 2020. You're doing everything. You're you're making all these assumptions based off of this year's rules and not well, necessarily only, looking well, forward well, because that's dynasty. That's the only thing I can go off of at this point too. I would still say with rule changes, it would say that way. Yeah. No. I, as is, I just not that I don't value quarterback position. I do. Like, don't get me wrong. Like. Last year I won the LOE. I had two fucking stuck quarterbacks. You know what I mean? That when my when my running backs started to kind of fade and were fucking living up, when Adam Thielen fucking just decided to disappear, you know, I had Andrew Luck and Jared Goff. Now, Goff kind of had a couple <laughs> bad games down the stretch, but, you know, they were a lock for 30-plus points every fucking week. So don't get me wrong. Like, I get the value of them. I understand it. But at the same time, I would rather – be in a position where I'm loaded up on lock position players or go up heavy after position players. You know, that that would be, like, my choice. Like, if you had right now, right now, like, if we were doing a redraft league, even two QB, Patrick Mahomes doesn't, like, if we were just doing a redraft, regular snake draft, two QB, dynasty, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to go early, but you're still going to see, you know, five, six running backs, even maybe a couple wide receivers go ahead of you know what I mean? Because the I don't know the about two te- or two quarterback one, but the running back position once you fall out of the top ten, I mean it's so scarce. Like think about it. David Johnson looked like the eleventh or twelfth running back last year, and he was horrible, horrible, and he was like the eleventh or twelfth best guy. And it's it's just such a big fall off for me. That's that's where I've always done it. Like even the last couple of years, yeah, my teams haven't been great, but I like literally. Two years ago, blew my team completely the fuck up and still have been competitive enough to almost make playoffs. You know, a couple of bad starts, you know, roster starts on my my half really caused me that. And, you know what I mean? I don't know. 
and and it's because I've been I've been good at getting good position players. You know, like if Kareem Hunt doesn't do what he did last year, probably make the playoffs. You know what I mean? As where Aaron Rodgers just fucking butt fucked me, and the year before that, Matt Ryan butt fucked me. Well, wasn't I think when Tom was on the one time, was he the one who brought up? If you look at the past champions outside of Mark, the couple of years ago, every champion had like two top five quarterbacks or two top seven or something like that. Which Mark actually did have two. It's just that once got hurt uh, the final week of the regular fantasy regular season, and he yeah, only but- had one. But like he was, he still but got he to still the top the top seed where he was. He won the championship with one quarterback. He yeah, for the for the two for the two playoff games, he had one quarterback. But he was also the number one seed with two top seven quarterbacks. Granted, he had three top six quarter or running backs probably. But like, yeah. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter because at the end of the day, he had one quarterback and one elite. Yeah, and the team he beat in the championship. Went into the off season with zero NFL starting running back, so you know I, I feel like you can piece together whatever position you want. It's just a matter of how well and the availability to do it. Well, right, and that's why I did what I did this year. I'm like, I'm just dropping Rogers. I'm dropping this. More than likely, your news alert. I'm probably going to drop Keenan Allen just because I'm like, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop him up cheaper. I can't. Like, there's no one that can compete money wise with me with me or Tom. And yeah. if Tom to bid him up to forty bucks and take him, all right, well that's forty bucks off Tom's books. You know, mm-hmm. then I then then I control free agency from there on out. But it I is going to be fun just seeing. Like you two need to sit at the table we're at right now in the same spots we're at, and you just stare at each other dead in the eye with every every fucking bid because it's going to be <laughs> you two. It's like Andrew looks on the board or Aaron Wright or whoever it is, and it's just you guys just reading each other. I feel like there's going to be more people in free agency than you guys expect because I mean, like, all it's going to take is. Like, I think Zach's going to have a lot of. Well, because like Zach could just drop like four or five guys and instantly be right there. If like, he got rid of the players who aren't on an NFL team, that's like sixty dollars right there. Like yeah, if upside down on his cap already. Yeah, but like, let's say Antonio Brown retires for some stupid reason, and and then if he retires. And a bunch of quarterbacks get released in free agency. Then I release Matt Ryan. That's like a hundred and twenty dollars. We'll we'll put you on this side of the. No, table, I see. Though. I don't want to do it just for your entertainment. This is my money in my fucking dynasty team. I mean, like, like why don't you just put fucking Baker Mayfield out there then? Because he's a good contract. He's not worth six. Cut, he's not cut half your fucking guys. Because um, I have no one over thirty dollars. Well, that's because you. Uh, Sucked for a while draft. and built through the draft. I was like, bad for one year. The green, all right, so just that, okay, even when Zach cuts all these guys, does have all this stuff, he has about, I want to say, 40, almost 40, to about 30, 30, between 30 and $40 in draft picks. He's got it's 28. Okay. I have the list in front of me. All right, <laughs> 28 bucks. he's got to sign. All right, he's gonna let go of them. So twenty-eight. He's with that. He's of negative about a hundred dollars. So even if, even when he lets go of you know Corey Clement, Crabtree, uh, Brandon Marshall, Josh Reynolds, Sam Bradford, know, he has a lot uh, of players not, not on NFL teams. 
even it's pretty impressive. All of that, he's still JJ. Yeah, JJ. Yeah, but I'm saying that coupled with if he cut all his quarterbacks besides Josh Allen, he's gonna be right around what you and uh, you and Tom have uh, salary cap wise. And right at it. He's not going to be around us. He's going to have about 100 bucks in salary cap. After well, those, aren't those two combined like 110 bucks or something? Yeah, they're about, a, they're about 110 bucks, but once he does all his cuts and sign his rookies, he's still going to be negative. What's yeah, but he, doesn't wait, he have wait, any wait, practice squad wait, spots? What's he over right now? $67. So 67 I would imagine the get rid of the other people. And then at that point... So he'd have 110 ish. If yeah, okay. he should trade or he should get rid of people like Alshon Jeffrey even for thirty two dollars. Like Alshon's good, but it's a Keenan Allen thing where just fucking go get him for cheaper. Like make make free agency fun for everyone. But if he drops those guys, and let's say he gets in a bidding war, and someone drops, you know, he ends up with Breeze or Andrew Luck or even Rogers for seventy bucks. He's fucked. He has now cut both of his quarterbacks. Cut. Everything he could just to be able to sign back one quarterback at a high premium. Well, I think the fact that he has Josh Allen locked in on such a cheap deal that if he can come away with one of the top quarterbacks, which I would throw in both the ones he has, um, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, if Stafford gets cut, which I don't think he will, as long as he gets one of those guys and then can pull off. I think Ryan needs to cut Stafford. Ryan has to cut luck and or Stafford. Like, he is so upside down. There is no fucking... His practice squad's full and he has two draft... He has, what, um, $19 to sign. His two draft picks, so... Yeah, so... I think he for sure cuts luck and with the possibility of cutting Stafford. Like, I mean, he's got... he, if he's smart, he would just cut bait this year on both of them. I agree with you 100%. So do you think it would? this plan would make sense where he cuts all of his quarterbacks? He holds on to Big Ben, cuts the other two, takes Drew Locke at seven, knowing that he's going to throw small money at Flacco, get him for 15 bucks or something, and then the rest of his money goes towards just getting the best quarterback in free agency that he can. Yeah, but which will be right around 50 60 bucks. Yeah, and he's not going to he's not going to have for 50 bucks, he's not getting luck. He's not getting fucking he's probably not getting rivers. He's not getting fucking breeze if he's there. He's not getting fuck dude, there's there's no fucking way. Because if they drop luck, I can guarantee you Tom will spend $100 on luck. Guaranteed 100%. Healthy or not, Tom will spend every fucking penny to have luck in Mahomes on the team even if it's for one year. He will 100% do that. And if he does that, all I got to do is bid him up on one. All I got to do is bid Ryan up on one quarterback, and he's fucked. Like, and I'll give him the, you know. Well, that's why I'm the, saying he's going to hold on to Stafford. Yeah, but, dude, Stafford's, like, I would rather have luck for 92 than for Stafford for 51. Uh, me personally. That's what I'm telling fucking Al, and he doesn't believe me. So that's only forty bucks. Because I'm like, dude, you can get Stafford for so twenty twenty five bucks. I can't. I can't look at the app right now because you're you're on the line or whatever. But is there a reasonable scenario where he cuts Stafford and still has 
enough money to sign his draft picks and have everything else? Because isn't he over no. like sixty something no. bucks? If he cuts Stafford, he's still in the hole for almost twenty bucks before his draft picks. Yeah, before. so he's he's cutting. He would have the practice squad as first rounder. So it's what like Chase Edmonds or something he has to cut off the practice squad or something. So that's not right. a big deal. But then still to get another thirty forty bucks off of everything, that's going to be pretty tough for him. If I'm him, honestly, I probably would cut bait on Edmonds and Freeman. Um, Royce Freeman, if he does things right, he could probably get Royce Freeman back for like 10 bucks for half the price. It's possible. Royce Freeman's 20 bucks. And honestly, if Melvin Gordon's not going to play... He's fucked. You you cut him too. Like if Gordon's not going to play... Because I'll tell you what... I would eat up that money. If I was him, I would almost do like a semi-rebuild where you get rid of those big price quarterbacks. I feel like if you're going to do any sort of semi-rebuild with that, then you cut or trade Melvin Gordon and you sell fucking Odell to the highest bidder because... I don't you're, know. I, you're I, saying I would get Odell then? Well, yeah. If you want Odell Beckham, the injured fucking most injured I, superstar there is. I honestly think his team is so good, Ryan, that he could cut Stafford and Luck, get like Flacco and try and get a Flacco and try and get fucking Foles. If Melvin Gordon he, plays, his team is great. Yeah. It's, even without Gordon, dude, just looking at it right now, he's fucking yeah, but like, I mean, it, injuries happen to everybody. So yeah, no, it's true. It, it, I mean, we we look at this right now and say, well, I mean, there's been no injuries because there's been no real football. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, uh, I, someone's gonna get there. I, there's gonna be some severe injuries in week one. I don't honestly look. The more I'm looking at this, I don't see him not cutting both quarterbacks. He's going to have to. I think 100% he cuts Luck. I would say 50% he cuts Stafford. I'd say 75% he cuts both of them. I think like it's 90% he cuts both of them. But he's got it. He literally has to. Like, look at, unless he packages some of these guys up and trades them off, I mean, but you're not trading Beckham. You're not trading Evans. They're too cheap. Maybe you could get someone to pay you for Rashad Penny, but I doubt it. Um, I give him a third round pick for him. Allen Robinson's good. George Kittle is paying some decent money, but you got to. And then he's got David Njoku. Like, I'm probably trying to trade David Njoku if I'm, if I'm him too and have George Kittle. Yeah, I don't know. He could just cut Njoku. I mean, who's going to go for yeah. him? He's too much money, and he there's too many miles to feed on that team. And he's like, not even that good. I mean, he's a solid guy. He's he... He's if not he a top it, ten tight end. He puts it together. He's got potential in that offense. Given what everything else, he could potentially be the passing red zone. If I can get him for a dollar as my third tight could, end, I'll take him. He could be an. He could definitely be an Ebron, but like with even better upside, honestly. Yeah, if Ebron was good. I think Ebron is good, dude. Uh, just, Ebron is not good. 
I know you fucking hate Ebron, but like. Well, if you look at the numbers from last year. Stafford's been highly overrated his whole career, and it's been shown. Oh wait, well, wait without the best wide receiver in the history of the NFL, you kind of suck. It is pretty I crazy mean, that nah, Stafford in like, like regular redraft leagues is ranked in like the mid twenties at quarterback. And it's like, that's crazy low, but then it's like, oh, that kind of makes sense because there's definitely 25 quarterbacks better than him. Yeah, there definitely is. Like, all right, I'll put Trubisky's on probably the closest to him, and I'll keep Trubisky with him all day, every day. Well, I, I mean, fantasy-wise, I would say yes, because Trubisky offers more upside with the legs than, than a 30-year-old well, staffer. I don't even think that. I just think it's the offense Trubisky's in is more fantasy-productive. Went through a bunch of shit with his wife off the field with the fucking cancer and all sorts of stuff, and I just yeah, just, I forgot I about that. That's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, last year he was playing with like a broken back. Well, dude, he's always like he 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 has been a lot more durable than we I think everyone thought he was going to be. Well, yeah, because he got injured the first two years and everybody thought he was made of glass, and then all of a sudden he's like, no, no, those were just freak injuries, and uh, yeah, yeah. now I can play every fucking game. Well, right now, and he's and he's pretty good, but I just think I just I mean he's good health wise. I don't think he's a good NFL quarterback. I mean, it's easy to look good with Megatron on your team. I don't know. I I think you're wrong there. I I don't think he's had the help. I I think I think there's been a lot of things going against him. Uh, no offensive line. Yeah, no. For I the majority it. of his career, well, having like. like Terrible offensive coordinators who don't run the ball. Like when when you when you when you only have passing as an option. Yeah, they have no identity. Then it's easier to disrupt that. Like I don't know. I think it's easy to say. I think it's I think it's lazy to say that he's not a good quarterback. I don't think he is. I don't think. I think he's like a decent player. I just don't. I just. He's just. Not, he's not. Okay. He's a good quarterback. He's not a great. quarterback. So, Sean, would you say he's kind of like the elite version of Winston and Mariota? No. <laughs> he's way better than Mariota. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Mariota, those just guys are dark. like. Mariota. You just have a hard on for the Tennessee Titans, Al. Like, there's nothing else to say. Clearly, I do. Trust me, me and Pat made a bet four years ago, or like, I don't know if we actually ever finalized anything, but we like bet who would be the better career between Winston and Mariota, and they're both like at a breaking point right now, but... They're damn near identical stat-wise, or at least fantasy point-wise. Freeman's gotta be, I mean, not Freeman, what am I saying? Um, Winston's gotta be better, dude. He's gotta be. He's gotta be. Yeah, wouldn't you say though? Wouldn't you say Jameis Winston has been in a better situation, at least like roster wise around him? Um, No, he's got Mike Evans. Mariota's had really good fucking players around. I mean, he's got Corey Davis, which is like. Yeah, but I don't think Corey Davis is that good, and this is this is the reason why I don't think he's that good. Because I drafted him. No, no, because I heard on a different podcast. That he's had more targets than like Antonio Brown yeah, he had, he and like no, you said that before, and it's not true. He had twenty five percent of the target share last year, 
and he still only had like eight hundred something yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, how is that possible? Like, but, is he just bad? Sean, if you look up the the weapons that Mariota had during his rookie year, I don't think you can name anyone from that team right now. They're so bad that I remember when they traded for DeMarco Murray the next offseason. It was DeMarco Murray had a terrible year with Philly, all this, and I'm like, this is an awesome deal because he's the first NFL weapon that Mario is going to be playing with. And then he ended up having a really good year. I think he was like the fourth best running back for fantasy-wise. And yeah, but like, it's their leading it's rusher it's had like 500 it's yards it's his rookie year. Winston like, had Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson early in his career. He's had Mike Evans essentially the whole time. Doug Martin was good. But no, Vincent Jackson's not fair to say like, oh, that was Vincent Jackson was great this time, but towards the end of his career, he was pretty fucking. Back. Yeah, but like he was not good. if you look at who Mariota played with, played with as a rookie, Vincent Jackson right now is probably better than all of them, and he hasn't played in what three years. Yeah, or Mariota had last year, he had the year before. Like, I'm sorry, Mike Evans has been the best Mariota weapon on either play. team easily. Mariota's not a good one, and that's like I I would not, I agree. Mariota's garbage. Not put a, I put Mariota is like. You know what? Thirty out of thirty-two. Like that's like where he's at. And the only players, you know, I I don't even, I don't even put Mariota ahead of Flacco. Like honestly, I was like, gonna I say who Flacco. who do you I, think is worse than Mariota? Probably fucking uh, Fitzpatrick. No, no, Fitzpatrick's better. Maybe he might be. Weren't they teammates one year? Huh? Was did they overlap in Tennessee? Because I don't think so. No, maybe a might, year. They might have. But I don't know. It could have been. It could have been. I, I think Fitzpatrick is better. I always I, thought Fitzpatrick got a better. I would rap. rather have Fitzpatrick than Mar- Mariota. I mm, uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. Mariota has never in four years he's never played six weeks. Never. That's yeah. why give me Fitzpatrick. I, I every believe he's also. I know I'm going to get a four interception Fitzpatrick game. I think I he know made that's going to happen. The playoffs twice, twice though, despite it, missing a couple games every year. That's good defense. Yeah, that's because their defense. It's, like they have a really. Even if they have a good defense, it's not like you guys are saying. For how bad you're you're perceiving Mariota to be, that they would need. A historically good defense, like no. What I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that it. If it was the year that Andrew Luck was hurt, and that's when the Jags won the division. And wait, the uh, ja- Oh, the Jags. I thought you were talking about the Utah Jazz. The Jags won the division, and Tennessee snuck in. I think at like eight and eight. Or nine yeah, I think they were a wild card at nine. Yeah, seven. I think they were. Yeah, nine one wild card. And then got destroyed back to back years. I think the first year it was against Houston, destroyed them, and then last year the Patriots. Oh, the, the Patriots they, fucking crushed did them. Did they make? All right, so they've each played four years, correct? Yeah. Did how many? Did the Titans make the playoffs once or twice? Because I know Mariota threw a touchdown to himself, which was fucking. Twice, cool. I'll, I'll give you Mariota has won more teams, but that's like discrediting what you're saying, because like you're saying Jameis has had better wins, wins 
No, no, no. I'm saying. Yeah, but Winston's had much worse defense, so his team overall has been. But when you look at, they've essentially had the same fantasy production. That I think if you, you know, if you drafted the weapons solely from the two teams during their careers, that there'd be uh, it'd be skewed heavily towards the Buccaneers players. Like the the years. I do not think that the years at all. Mike Evans every year has been the best player. Easily. I would think it's Mike Evans, and then there's nobody else on either Mike side. Evans is great, but if you're gonna like, if I'm gonna say like, oh, we'll make Mike Evans has made him, then I mean, I mean, it'd be the same argument about fucking. Okay, uh, even the what was it the last two years? Deshaun Jackson, I feel like would be the number one receiver on many of those Titans Titans teams. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I Marcus Mariota is not good. I know his first. He doesn't have to be good. I'm just. I don't think that what your guys' assessment is. I'm sure if you offered. Fair. I'm sure if you offered Jake one eight for Marcus Mariota, he'd take it. I why well, I, I wouldn't have the space for him. I've offered him plenty of trades for Mariota. Well, which, I'm talking about right now here today. If you offered a one eight for Marcus Mariota, I'm sure he would take that. Yeah. Yeah. Like numerous trades of like second, three second rounders, one every year for three years. That's not like great. Wait, but, yeah. wait, what? I said like I can't imagine you've offered them good offers. Like I'm sure you're never like, hey, I'll give you one eight for Mariota. I guarantee. Oh, you I offered him. I'll give you two seconds. I offered him a second round pick into Sean Watson for Mariota, and then Watson's played better, so I offered him Watson for Mariota straight up, and then Watson got even better, and I said, I'm so glad I did not trade Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. So, at any point, Jake's team could be completely different right now, and I could be in a much worse situation. So, for everyone who says I offered awful deals, it's... I'm offering. Yeah, before Deshaun Watson ever took a snap, I felt like. No, this was like Watson had played. And this was, I would assume, like week six ish of his rookie year because he had played probably about two games, maybe a couple more at that point. And then it was, yeah, it was within a three week stretch where I'm like, well, I'll throw in, you know, a second round pick. He said no. There's no way you, no you offered that trick. I swear to God, you can. Two first games were like he had like six touchdowns and 500 yards. No, his like first touchdown was in his. I want to say second game. It was a Monday nighter against the Bengals, and he's. I think he scored like 11 points total, and it's because he had a 50 yard touchdown run. Yeah, but what didn't he come into that game like halfway through it? No, I think that was the game. I don't know. It was the week before. But whatever it was, you I know Jake can verify that I offered Deshaun Watson plus a second-round pick for Mariota, and he said, I can't trade Mariota. Well, that was dumb on fucking Jake's part, because I would have fucking... Well, yeah, in hindsight, there's a lot of bad trades. And, and don't you, and Jake's correct, if that was Mariota... He was insanely hyper-efficient the year before, before he got hurt, where he was like, it was something crazy. It was like, I think it was his second year, he was the number seven quarterback. 
ridiculous. He was he was he was stunning. And then they had they were they were able to run the ball like insanely with Murray, and they were running fucking awesome. And then I don't know that their offensive line fell off, Murray fell off, and then he just sucked. He's not like a quarterback that's gonna like win you games himself. He's a serviceable quarterback. Well, I know he had issues when they're one of their offensive tackles because they have like two essentially all like like Pro Bowl caliber offensive tackles. I'm pretty sure one busted his knee, and then something happened the other one or whatever. But like, there definitely was offensive line issues tied to the downfall. Like, of all his right, play. guys, we're like over an hour combined with both. Of these recordings, so yeah, it's because he didn't want to show up here. We're gonna go ahead and call this this week. An hour is well, long enough. We got two weeks. I'll be skyping for the LOE. Um, little Zach's gonna show up, or I don't know. I'll just have something at the draft to check me in. Skype for that, and then I'll just be doing the fucking auction on my phone. And I'll be in North fucking Carolina. Damn. You know, it sucks. The fucking Christmas does not hit me. So, I got that. But I did, I wanted to ask you guys, I did uh, do a draft, my first uh, redraft. And it's a full point CRP. And uh, I just, I just want to read off my team real quick, think what you guys, see what you guys think. Um, if I'm fucked or if I'm good, because I went really running back heavy like I normally do in drafts. Um, it was 12 team, full point PPR. It's holding up here. Give me a moment. Football. Just get your guys' thoughts. I know we're running a little long, but who cares? Who's got things to do? Nobody. If anyone's listening to this, they clearly don't value their time anyway, so... Exactly. So, alright, my number one pick was Christian McCaffrey. I had the number two pick in the draft. And then I got Dalvin Cook. So, uh, Saquon went number one, right? Yeah. And then I picked up Damian Williams. My wide receivers are Robert Woods, Mike Williams, A.J. Green, Cutie, Metcalf, Zay Jones. And then all my running backs, just to whistle them off real quick, are McCaffrey, Cook, Williams, Tree Cohen, Jordan Howard. I picked up Tony Pollard and Devin Singletary. And Tree Cohen, did I say Cohen? Yeah. I don't know. And then uh, I got uh, Howard for my tight end. Okay. And then I got Carson Wentz at quarterback. Any thoughts, concerns? My two week receiver, I feel like I This is a, a 12 team? 12 team. 12 team, one quarterback. Oh, I think the Pollard could be a wasted pick. I don't know. I think it's. Because I'm assuming you took him in a double digit round. He was my second to last pick. Yeah, no, that's a home run pick. If, yeah, no. If right. Z comes back, then okay, you cut him and you sign, you know, you pick up off waivers, whoever did really good week one. But if Zeke misses any time, that's the best. Right, if Zeke misses best any pick time, that round. If, if Zeke more misses more. any time, Dallas is not going to be good. 
that's just what that's going to be. If their offensive line's healthy, which I have no idea if they are because I don't care about the Cowboys, but if their offensive line's healthy, I think you'll be able to throw most anyone back there. I don't agree with that. You'll have a chance. So so you're basically just saying that Zeke's not good? No, no, no. no. Zeke takes them to another level. I think their offensive line is so good, given the fact that they do have Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, that you could throw in an average running back and they're not going to hold them back from winning. I disagree. I don't think that they are a good enough team without Ezekiel Elliott. No, I'm not. I'm not denying Zeke makes them a, a drastically better team than the, the average running back, but I don't think that you need a special running back to make that team good. I think the yeah. offensive line makes the team good. I agree with that on that. Um, and here's another player. Have you guys uh, anyone thoughts on uh, Preston Williams? Oh uh, yeah, I think he could be a home run swing. What was that your last pick? Uh, no, but he's, if Pollard, that's my pickup, if Pollard, if Pollard, um, ends up, you know, if Zeke signs tomorrow or before the season, my, my pickup, I think, is I'm a little bit light at wide receivers going to be crushed Miami. He's a a Dolphins guy who got undrafted because he, like, slapped a a woman up or something. I don't know what he did. All I know is that he's a dumbass. Yeah. But... He was a five-star recruit, and um, and he looks like a fuck dude. He's six five, like two twenty-five, and he ran like four four or something like that. He's fast and shit. Usually, he, pretty solid combination if he's yeah. good at football. Yeah, he went on draft picks because I forget what he did get a lot of usage in college. He had some, something happen. I forget what it was exactly. I wasn't sure if you guys had looked into him or anything. Do you now? Do you guys think he gets drafted in our dynasty league? I don't because I think there's a lot of wide receivers that are going to get drafted above him. But um, I don't know. He's a guy that I could see getting drafted in the back half of the third. Or if he if he puts in work over the next couple of weeks in the preseason, it's, then maybe he jumps in. But I'm not going to lie. I've thought, like, I've written out a couple of scenarios for our draft, and at 2 I've honestly thought about it. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, if you if you love if you love a guy like that at two six, what's the difference in, in between him and Andy Isabella? There really isn't a difference. It's whether it's just not the guy that you like, you know. I was gonna say it's a matter of if if Zach has heard of him or not, since he has four third round picks. Well, it's really it's just it's just a matter of anybody liking a guy because at this point, what does it really matter uh, where a guy's been drafted? Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. I'm just. I'm just. I'm wondering. I've hit so many home runs. Every year I feel like I get a home run in the second round. So I'm really digging. I'm really digging because running back by 2-6, there ain't going to be much there. <laughs> There's just not. Yeah, I've always run. thought this draft, the second half of the draft, so like I don't know. I 16 think... and on is going to be so wide receiver heavy, and there's going to be some fucking steals, and they're going to be on really cheap deals. I don't know. I think uh... – I think uh, that Matson guy in in Minnesota could be a sneaky pick at the second half of the second round. I agree too about that. And then because I was thinking too, I'm like, well, if Zeke is not under contract by the time we're drafting, where's Pollard getting drafted? You know what I mean? Like probably if, in the second round somewhere because if, if you because if you if if you if you draft him and then the next week. 
Zeke signs. As soon as Zeke signs after you draft him, he's it's it's a worthless pick. So when we're by the time we're drafting and doing our off season, uh, they'll already be cuts. It'll literally be what like four days before the actual NFL season, I believe. Yeah. So there's going to be such a clear picture that if Zeke's still not there, and it looks like he's going to miss substantial time, like Pollard, I might. Take him take at one eight then. Take him at one eight because it's a wasted pick in week four when Zeke comes back. So you got it's, him for four weeks. But I'm saying if he's you wasted a pick, if Zeke's missing time at that point, I think it's more likely he gets traded and goes to another team, and they give him they give him a deal rather than he sticks around. Because you never know. What is the likelihood that the Chargers and the Cowboys just swap running backs? I think the Chargers get a fucking steal. Then I don't think Melvin Gordon's anything special as a running back, and I don't. I, I think don't, you're fucking crazy. I think he's really good. He's just yeah. He's to me Melvin Gordon's like a a B running back compared to like an A minus A for Zeke. I, I think, think Zeke is. I think Zeke is better. I don't think Melvin Gordon is bad like you do. Like to me, I don't see. Well, a I mean, huge I don't know. Difference. You also drafted Derrick Henry, so yeah. That's I'll still defend myself saying I was in the league for seventy-two hours at that point. So I overdrafted him, but not by like much. Like I don't think it was like I wanted him so bad in every league. I just loved him, and if I would have had the time to understand the league setup and move down a couple spots to get something, but that's whatever. I think. But you guys were talking about James Conner earlier that strictly talent-wise, I don't see necessarily a huge, huge difference between James Conner and Melvin Gordon. I think crazy. I could actually agree with that to a degree. Um, they they both had ridiculously more, good situations fantasy-wise. and That's more me thinking James Conner better than you think Melvin Gordon sucks, if that makes sense. I don't think Melvin Gordon sucks. I don't think Melvin Gordon is... Because he's relatively been a top five discussion fantasy wise, but like straight up talent, he's in this eight to fifteen range for me, which I would put James Conner probably right around there. I mean, I'm just gonna say Mark did win back to back championships. Now he had other good. Oh yeah, he had what Le'Veon Bell, who was a top three guy, and Devontae Freeman. Slash Tevin Coleman, like when Freeman was healthy, he was top five. Like he had yeah. multiple top five guys, and I'm not saying Melvin Gordon's bad. Like he's, I just think if a a better running back was given his situation the last five years or four years, whatever it's been, that there have been much better production. To go back to Zeke real quick, though, I do think, and I do believe this. If Pollard comes out and Zeke's not there the first three weeks, four weeks, and Pollard flashes, Jerry Jones has such an ego, he's going to. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, if you're expecting Zeke to come back week four or five or whenever, like, to make an official season and shit, that if Pollard shows enough by then, there's they, he loses so much leverage on that that... I think it would be much more likely he gets traded to a different team, whether it's someone who gets hurt. Like, like, like what's to say Zeke is traded to Tampa Bay? Yep, I could definitely see it. I could, I could 
definitely see them trading him. If Pollard comes out and is does, let's say he does what James Conner did last year, which is not out of the realm of possibility. Or even, um, with, um, you know, say if Darius Geis doesn't come back fully healthy, if Mar, you know, uh, I could see like a Mark Ingram plus, you know, you know, a draft pick or two for Zeke, because I would just imagine given what I believe the Ravens' offense will look like. Going all in with a, a Zeke type type running back would make but some see, sense. Jerry Jones is such a fucking scumbag that I wouldn't even see him being that nice. I would see him being like, nah, you go to the top. Oh yeah, that's that's fine too. It's a good like. It's Could not a good situation, like, but it's a situation where you're building your offense around Ezekiel Elliott, which fantasy wise. He's going to lower his value because he's going to a bad team, but it's not like he's going to a team that's not going to give him the ball. So, let's say this hypothetical. Ezekiel Elliott gets traded tomorrow. Pollard a top five pick? Pollard's not getting past eight. I'm 100% confident right now. <laughs> like, if there's a clear starting job for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not passing up on that. Like, it would have to be... One of these, like like a Jacobs or Montgomery or whoever falls, and it's like, all right, which running back do I want to take? Like, I don't think you'd make a pass in the first four honestly. And that's where that's where quarterbacks would start to get pushed back, which it happens every. Yeah, but I don't know. I I would still imagine three quarterbacks are absolutely locked in for the first round of our rookie draft. Mm, I think. I don't know. I think a lot of people determine on how things look and play. The only two I think are locked in the first round are Murray, obviously, and Jones. Um, and that's only because Pat has a hard on for him from time to there. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't know. It would ha- just have to be like the, the chance, like the small chance that because so many picks have been traded and a lot of, like, several people have multiple picks, especially, like, Jake's got two, you know, late first, early second, that those people just don't like Dwayne Haskins for him to actually fall outside the first round and, like, closer to, like, where you're picking in the middle of the second. Like, I don't see a Josh Allen, like, Josh Allen fell to, I think, 16 or 17 in his rookie draft because I had... Seven of the first fourteen picks, and I did not have space to take a, f- a fifth quarterback. Like I took Baker, Lamar Jackson, and Sam Darnold ahead of him, which I guess I'm happy with. At least one, probably two of the three. But I think he'll be Darnold. Darnold, I think is going to be the best um, second year quarterback. I have Sam Darnold. Yeah, Pat's got him. I think Darnold's going to be the second best. Uh, He's going to be the second best? Well, yeah, he can take the biggest jump. He's, well, Rosen kind of shit on himself and stuff, but, like, it's not like Darnold played bad to where, like, I would be necessarily worried he's not going to be a good quarterback, but, like, he definitely, I don't know. Like, Baker set the bar so high for himself, and Lamar Jackson showed flashes, and he's a completely different type of player. And fantasy-wise, Josh Allen crushed it the last, what, five, six weeks or something? Yeah. Yeah, it looks fucking great, and that's what, like, like, I don't get where people aren't high on Zay Jones. Like, I'm higher on Zay Jones than I am on Corey Davis. Well, no, 
the the Zay Jones thing, like I think Josh Allen is more so viewed in the realm fantasy wise because of his rushing, and he's essentially a young Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Like he led all quarterbacks in rushing yards. He had, I'm pretty sure, like what eight rushing touchdowns or something crazy like that, to where like if he does put up a, a big passing yardage game. He's going to have monster numbers because he's going to usually be getting like 40, 50 yards rushing with a touchdown rushing every other game. So, like, you just line everything up. That's like a 30, 40 point game right there. So, it's not like it's not like he's throwing for 5,000 yards and that's why he's really good. It's all the other things, which, if it was he's such a good passer, then yeah, I would be. I think there'd be a general consensus that Zay Jones would be more highly touted, but. All right, guys. Let's uh, right, yeah, on the podcast. So I'm gonna record a little podcast. Be on the way to work tomorrow, talking some more shit, shitting on some people. I got some notes and things. So uh, you guys have a good night, and uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you over the next couple of days here. Right. And uh, else in the league, uh, I hope you all lose horribly. All right, sounds good. Uh, looking forward to your draft on Sunday. All right, guru out, fuckers. Later, man. Later. Later.